0: This episode is brought to you by Audible. We know that you don't have a lot of time to sit down and read. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Go deeper with audio content from Audible. You can download a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash onboys to download your free book and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com onboys. Wow, Jen, it's the end of another year of On Boys. And we've come to, I don't know, it's my favorite episode. Is it your favorite episode?
1: I do enjoy doing these. It is a lot of fun to look back and see what we created this year who we connected with, and which episodes really resonated with our listeners.
0: And it occurs to me too, it's like, uh, you know, saying which your favorite child is. So there's a little bit of that going on there too, because I don't know about you, but I definitely have learned something and have loved every single conversation that we have had this year. And so we're going to find out. I, I still don't know what your favorites were. I think I told you what my favorites were, but we'll, those will be revealed in the next a little while. But I thought it'd be kind of fun to take a moment, you know, just as you measure your child's height on their birthday, it'd be kind of fun to look and measure and see where we have grown to mm-hmm. in year two of On Boys. And I'm, already getting teary. Oh, Janet. Uh, oh my goodness. I oh. Am, it just came upon me. Because um, this has been amazing what you and I have created. So over time, we are up now to 94, 95 episodes. And oh my gosh, I've had a couple moms tell me that they were going to go back and start at the beginning. And I thought, wow. (laughs) That's a lot of content to listen to. And that's a lot of content, but thank you so much. And we recently replayed one that we did very early on, the personal hygiene one, if you haven't tuned into that one.
1: Because as it turns out, the problem of teen and tween boys not wanting to shower, not really caring about their personal hygiene is perennial. So spoiler alert, we don't have any, this will solve the problem forever solutions for you. Every generation of parents is going to deal with this issue, but we do include some tips that I think will help.
0: Yes. And it was so fun to listen back to that and realize, hey, we were having as much fun back then as we are now. Yep. So we, when we have our most popular episodes of the year, and that was Steve Biddulph. And And
1: I missed that one. I missed that one. I was um, unable to be there for that one uh, because I had a parenting obligation. But Janet, you did such a wonderful job with that interview. Thank you. Steve Biddulph, for those of you who might have missed it, is a parenting expert who was talking about boys before anybody else was.
0: Yeah, he was. I mean, this was that interview that you do that you're like a little nervous because he's. I mean, it would be like
1: this was (laughs) Janet interviewing her hero.
0: He's my hero, and I mean, it would be like interviewing Oprah, you know, for some people, I guess. But anyway that was the most popular and then interestingly enough because i think we have a lot of aussies in our Mm -hmm. audience so shout out to our aussies out there because the second most popular or most listened to i should say episode was maggie dent who is our boy champion in australia and we just love her to pieces we've interviewed with her several times and and you
1: know what i think is worth noting Actually, the Maggie Dent episode, we recorded that in 2018 Mm -hmm. and we replayed it this year because Maggie is a boy mom. She has four sons like I do. Unlike me, her sons are now in their 30s. So she can talk about this with even more perspective than I can. And she is so down to earth and has such insight. In your newsletter, you recently shared a video with Maggie who's been on the show, and Dr. Vanessa Lapointe, who has also been on the show, talking about perfectly imperfect holidays, which is a message I needed to hear. And perhaps some of you are feeling a little let down on the way your holidays have gone so far. But Maggie straight up in there said, if you are planning on making this great big meal and having it look like a magazine, and you have small kids in the house, stop. It's not going to happen.
0: (laughs) She tells it like it is.
1: She does. And I need that as a parent. Like Mm -hmm. we as society do a lot of prettying things up and we want to portray everything in the best possible light. And there are so many wonderful things about having children at the holidays. And a lot of hard ones.
0: Yeah. Letting go of your expectations and the shoulds of how things should be. And, you know, that's the holidays and the rest of the year, too.
1: Yeah, the rest of our lives.
0: Right. And then the third most listened to episode was our ADHD dude, Ryan Wexelblatt.
1: I really enjoyed our conversation with Ryan. This specific episode was talking about teaching boys social skills. And his gift is that as a guy, he has such a knack for recognizing how boys interact with each other and what are the norms of boy interaction and that that's how we need to teach and support boys who are having problems with interacting with their peers. Because to, you know, to suggest that you go up to somebody and say, hey, how are you feeling today? It's not going to work.
0: Not going to work.
1: No, Not going to work. We want to have Ryan on again in 2020 because we know that a lot of you have boys with ADHD or you're wondering if, if your son has ADHD and you're not sure what to do and who should you see and is it time for medication? And that's not my area of expertise, but Ryan knows all of that. And so, um, look forward to that one in the coming year.
0: Yes. He's already agreed to be on, on in 2020. And then just for the the fourth most popular, which is only four listens behind Ryan. So almost a tie Ooh, there, competition was uh teen magazine, Steph and Sue Sue. That's right. Steph, and, Steph Sue. and Sue and Oh, we had fun in that interview. And, you know, I think, Part of it is just recognizing that you're not alone, and other parents are having the same hassles and the same motivational issues with their teens. And also, teens are fun. And- they sure can be. Just to be able to relax, I had I was reading a Facebook post this morning from Sarah in Australia, who went on this challenge with her middle school kids class. And she just was able to step back and let them lead the way and make decisions. And she recognized, oh, this kid with a peanut allergy is actually checking the food ingredient labels and, oh, they are competent. They can manage themselves. And I think sometimes we get so overworried and we just forget.
1: We do because we, as our kids approach those teenage years, it feels like even more pressure. We know that they need to be handling life in a very short time. We're like, they are so not there yet, is what we think. And so the pressure is on. And yet, our kids are more competent than we often give them credit for. And when we spend all of our time trying to drill in time management and responsibility and all these important lessons, which are, yes, important, we can miss out on the fun.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And- I saw a fun video today. Uh, if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes, but I just saw somebody else sharing it. But it was um a Christmas concert, classical Christmas song, like the sleigh bell, do 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 and you know the part where the whip goes like that? Mm-hmm. Well, instead of that, they had a a boy, teenage boy, run in from the side with like two blocks of wood, and he did a leap and he banged them together. and of course, you know, everybody laughs hysterically. <laughs> and it's such a great example to me of the good that can come when we embrace the energy of our children and we embrace their sense of humor you know if you think that classical music has to only be in a certain way you're going to miss all of that and guess what your kid's going to miss the joy of it as well let go we're back to let go janet we should start singing
0: um yeah no okay and the other part diving into statistics is to we get to see where our listeners live and that is so cool. I mean, we like, do not have your addresses, just yeah. don't freak out. We don't we don't have your address, but we do know that we have over 70,000 listeners in the US and we have 21,000 listeners in Australia, but the shout outs that I want to give and there were many listed where we countries where we have one listener right? How cool is that? I was blown away when you showed this to me. I know. And it can only grow from there in Bolivia, in Botswana. And actually, I think I know who that is in Botswana. So shout out to Genevieve, maybe. And Cambodia, Sri Lanka. We have one listener. I love it. It is so
1: neat to see and realize that this is a global thing. And I don't mean that you know you and I have created this global thing. What I mean is there are parents connecting to these issues and thinking deeply about these issues. And we've used the phrase before, this is how we change the world. This is how we make a better world for our boys, for our girls, and for our families.
0: One listener at a time. So listeners, thank you. We love you and we appreciate you. And we love it when you comment and when you email to say or post on Facebook of, I've told all my friends about your podcast. And when I run into people around town who say, oh, I've been listening to your podcast. It feels so good because we feel like we are not just talking to ourselves. Although we love that, but- (laughs) We we, we do that too. We kind of do that too. But but. it
1: it does feel good because I can only do so much within my own home and you can only do so much within Portland. And so- this has been a way for us to share information that we think is crucial for other families with boys to know and the feedback that we're getting is other people are finding that helpful and reassuring. Yeah. That yeah. is the kind of thing that makes me
0: tear up. Oh, you're oh my gosh. Okay, we're just passing the Kleenex back and forth here this morning. <laughs> but we've gone from in January of this year, we've gone from 3,053 downloads or listeners, however you want to say it to in October, we had 14, over 14,000 listeners. What? That's incredible. And Jen, you did the math because I knew there was a percentage with that. What is that? Janet
1: wanted to know what percent growth is that? And, um, I'll be honest, I had to Google how to calculate that because I didn't trust myself. That is a 363% growth in our audience. And so much of that is due to you. You guys are telling your friends and you're turning other people onto this podcast. And for that, we appreciate you.
0: So grateful. And pass that Kleenex back, which is. <laughs>
1: no, you can have your own.
0: Before we go into our favorite episodes. We each picked three that we loved that stood out. Not that we are choosing our favorite child or anything. I was
1: supposed to restrict it to three.
0: Oh. (laughs) Well, I can do it. I can do it. Talk fast. Okay. I want to pause for a moment and look ahead into 2020 because Jen and I both have exciting things happening that we want you to know about and be able to avail yourself of because we are all about that connection and sharing tips and content and inspiration and we know that we're better together so we've both created and this is like our minds were working separately but they're similar so we want to share with you some exciting new things that are ahead in 2020. Jen what have you got going on?
1: I am launching a weekly newsletter called Building Boys Bulletin. It is already out and you can sign up for it on my website, buildingboys.net. And right now it is free. It will move to a subscription per month um, because it takes a fair amount of, you know, work and labor to pull this together. But what it is, is I do a roundup of some of the recent news articles and issues that contain information that's helpful and relevant to boys and people raising and teaching them. So it has links to um, articles, and because I know that you don't all have the time to read it, I pull out some of the, the highlights so you can just scan that quickly and learn. And then of course, it also includes links to the latest Um, building boys blog posts to our latest on boys episode and I'll often have a little bit of comment and commentary to help readers put this all into context so because I've been doing this for so long so many of these issues that come up in the news I've been following for a while and so I will share with you what I know and you can take this information and apply it in your own home and in your own relationships
0: And your own community.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that's such a gift. And I love that you're just amplifying what you already do so well, which is writing. And you're already scanning all, I can't even imagine what you look through every week. More power to you. And I'm (laughs) excited to uh, subscribe myself.
1: Thank you. And you have a new membership site coming up. I
0: do. I do. It is called the Boys Alive Clubhouse because that's kind of fun. And it is completely removed from Facebook, which is kind of something I'm, I'm really loving playing with. And it's a place where I am gathering videos and audios and PDFs. And it's a place also where I will be able to pop in and do some live Q and A's, which I love. Teach some live, virtual live mm-hmm. classes. And it will be a place where you can talk to other parents. There was a Facebook post yesterday about a mom here in town who wanted to connect with other moms and go to the playground. And this platform that I'll be using, it's called Mighty Networks, but which you don't have to worry about, but it's also enables you if you choose to connect with people who are close to you. So you can turn a location oh. thing on the power of the internet and you can find those mamas who are in your neighborhood and say, hey, let's connect. And so I love that aspect. I am all about community and connection. Mm-hmm. And so I invite all of you to go over, check out the Boys Alive Clubhouse at members dot dot boysalive.com. And you'll see two different levels. So you can be in the basic level or the premium. And I'm so excited to welcome moms and dads and teachers and anyone who cares about boys into that new, new sandbox, new place to play.
1: We're going to put the links for both um, Janet's Clubhouse and the Building Boys Bulletin in the show notes, because if you're anything like me, you might have tried to remember that website that Janet's just Janet just told you, but it can be difficult. Say it one more time and we'll still put it in the show notes.
0: Members.boysalive.com.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. So drumroll. Drumroll. Uh, what are your favorite episodes of the year, Jen? If I had to pick my
1: very favoritist episode, and I know favoritist is not a word and I'm supposed to be a writer, but I'm talking now. How to Raise a Boy with Michael Reichert. I loved our conversation with him. Michael Reichert published a book that was out earlier this year called How to Raise a Boy. The book is fantastic. Talking to him and hearing him is even better because His book stands out to me because it is grounded in science. You know, he has got a background in psychology. He's been doing this for years. He understands the science and connection and development. He also works closely with boys. And he's a parent of boys and a grandparent. And all of that comes together. And he talks from the heart. And his biggest point, this was my biggest takeaway, is the importance of connection with our boys. And he recommends three strategies to build connection. Deep listening, special time, and the listen, limit, listen model of discipline. Focus your energy on those things. Don't, don't worry about, is he wearing a hoodie to school instead of his winter jacket? You know, you can get caught up in all of these details. If you focus on these three things, your relationship with your son will change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's powerful to me, Janet.
0: Yeah. I think Michael, I I was going to actually choose him too, but he, as you said, you know, grounded in science, but just his gentle wisdom and the wisdom of maturity mm-hmm. and you know he's seen a lot of life and but overall his kindness and desire to be helpful and hopeful and reassuring came through so powerfully in that episode
1: and i think i see in him the potential end result of this work that we're doing with boy Armoire.style slash on That's armoire.style, A R M O I R E, dot style slash on to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet you can receive a free free 3-month supply of EasyMelt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit tryeasymeltscom onboys That's try t r y easymelts easy forward slash on boys. You know? Yeah. Like somebody who, as you said, is kind and compassionate and knowledgeable and comfortable sharing that with the world. Mm -hmm. My favorite quote from that episode, Michael said, if we violate boys' basic natures, bad outcomes will ensue. If we meet their basic needs, they're likely to wind up connected to their hearts, connected to their virtue, and connected to their goodness. Oh, powerful words.
0: Powerful, powerful words. Yeah. So,
1: since I stole your Michael Reichert episode, what is one of your favorites from well, 2019? Well, you didn't
0: steal it because it was, I had to, you know, I had to look at the whole range, and I, of course, had to choose Steve Bidolf's episode. And again, I mean, like, and then that led me to thinking, Okay, I was gonna ask you this question, Jen. So, if you and I could sit down for a dinner of six, so we're two of the six, and we had four other people that we could invite to our dinner table of all the people we've interviewed. Ooh, I like this. Who would we choose? And I I think, I mean, Michael and Steve in the same room. Are you kidding me? Michael, Steve,
1: (laughs) Maggie Dent, uh, Dr. Vanessa. That's it.
0: I chose Phyllis Fagel
1: as my friend. Oh, fourth. she'd be a lot
0: of fun. And Phyllis Fagel. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that was a fun little thing to think about. Who would you invite to dinner? So fun. So yeah. was
1: there anything specific in your conversation with Steve that stood out to you?
0: As we said, he is my hero, but he's also, I think he's the, the beginning of the boy movement if we should call it that, he was talking about boys. And one of the things that he really is a proponent of is men reconnecting with their fathers. He's done a lot of work with dads and Mm. uh, adult males. And he tells story after story of men who have reconnected with their fathers, which only enables them to be able to connect to their sons in a different way. What I loved about Steve's episode, too, is that, I mean, he's been around a long time. He's an older Mm -hmm. man, grandfather and wise elder, and yet he is republishing his classic book, Raising Boys, and in that process is still doing the research and is still making new discoveries in the science of boys and why and boy development and so you know he's not just resting on the things that he's done over the years but he's developing and bringing us new information and i think that's really a profound lesson for all of us is that you keep striving and keep learning my favorite quote from his episode was there is no boy quite like your boy
1: Hmm. right. Somebody just said to me yesterday uh, that, you know, has known me for quite a while, all four of your boys are so different. Yeah. I said, yeah, they are. Certainly if you look at them, it's pretty easy to figure out that they're brothers. Yeah. And there are certainly some commonalities, but they all are very different. You know, the com- unique combination of interests and passions and sensitivities. And this is what makes the world beautiful, in my opinion, is that and we makes- do- all have our own gifts and talents.
0: Yeah, and can make parenting a little challenging too because there's no cookie cutter model for it. Yes. Yes, challenging and fun.
1: It's interesting that we both just called out episodes that do feature gentlemen who have been in this realm for a while that have that wisdom and the maturity. The next one on my list is Breaking the code, And we did that episode in June and we talked with Jonathan Reed who um, is a young guy in his twenties, and he has a podcast called Breaking the Boy Code. But what he does so powerfully is he works with young boys and he talks to young boys. And you know, you and I can talk about the boy code and we can talk about the man box, but I've never really experienced it. Mm-hmm. And through talking to Jonathan about his experiences as a young man and the what he shared. And what he shares on his podcast, you really get more of a sense of what the everyday lived experience is for a young boy. And I think that if you are parenting or teaching or otherwise, you know, interacting with young boys, it's so crucial to try and have an understanding of what their daily life is really Mm -hmm. like, what's going on. And that's why I think that's such a valuable episode.
0: Yeah. I love talking to him because it is such a good example and a reminder of the youth nowadays are so wise. So, so wise. We were actually talking about this with a guest yesterday about how kids even in elementary school are talking about gender and using they pronouns and we as the older adults have to really be conscious about that. And so to talk with Jonathan and just recognize, you know, he's immersed in this idea and living it and he's not that far out of being that teen tween boy. So to be able to communicate so wisely and with perspective of what that experience is, is such a good education for all of us.
1: I think because he's not that far out of that age group himself is part of why he is able to get these boys to really open up and share their experiences. Mm -hmm. They're going to open up to him and on his podcast in a way, frankly, they wouldn't if we invited them on our podcast.
0: No. Although we've tried to get them on our podcast. Maybe that will happen in 2020. Who knows?
1: Yeah. We will keep at that.
0: Oh, yeah. They just want to come on and talk to a couple of old white women, right? Ta-da. Yeah. (laughs) What else do you have? It's funny that you chose a younger person because my second choice was also a younger person and why I chose her is because she took an issue and ran with it and is using the power of social media and has created a movement that has begun to make great changes in that boy conversation. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: You are talking about Sassy Harvey and my boy Can. Sassy Harvey.
0: Shout out to Sassy in UK.
1: This all started because her boy, like so many, was getting messages that boys can't dance and boys can't be interested in Elsa and boys shouldn't wear princess dresses and all these boys shouldn't things. And so she said, my boy can.
0: Hashtag my boy can, not just my boy can. She knew right away where that hashtag was gonna take this movement and it has grown. It's my boy can dance. I see so many videos on Facebook now of young boys dancing. And it was fascinating because we interviewed her when things were really ramping up and exploding in the boy dance world. Do you and remember when, what happened?
1: Yeah. It was right after we interviewed her that one of the morning TV shows uh, commented about uh, uh, the the young prince. I can't remember what the young prince prince's name is. W-
0: Harry, prince William, Prince Edward, prince, one of those princes over I there. I think it's
1: Prince William's son
0: whatever his go. name is.
1: Yes. Chris, taking ballet as part of his education. And the way the morning host introduced this, it was as if it was a completely utterly laughable thing. And you know, the expected response for the audience was laughter and they did it. And God bless everybody, professional dancers, parents, everybody who stood up on social media and said, boys dance too. Yeah. My
0: boy can and then that person, I, I need to go back and look up her name. I can see her face, but I don't know what her name is. She apologized because she was her Twitter feed was blowing up, and she was really heard what people were saying, and then I saw later she did an interview with three male yep. dancers from Broadway and talked with them about what their experience was growing up in the dance world and so yeah it was fun to kind of be right in the middle of that controversy it kind of
1: it kind of was especially when you feel like you're on the right side of history yes i it's still mind blowing that it is 2019 and there are still people who get all upset about or think it's funny that a boy wants to dance. But that is the reality in a lot of places, which is why we have to talk about these things. And it's why we're grateful to people like Sassy who are helping to change this.
0: Definitely. All right, what you got?
1: All right, if I have to narrow this down to one more episode, I am going to say parent from love, not fear with Brian Post. Ah. So as you know, Brian really started his parenting work with parents, by helping parents connect to their adopted children, children who may have experienced trauma earlier in their lives. But he is a deep, deep, deep thinker. And I've been parenting for more than 20 years. And I learned so much from this episode. And frankly, a lot of it is things I wish I had learned 20, 15 years ago, because he's talking about the fact that, you know, it's not so much what your child does. It's how you perceive that behavior and react to that behavior and what's going on inside of you that influences your response. And I know that this can sound pretty hippy-dippy and out there. Brian explains it better than I do. But going back to what Michael Reichert was saying, it's about building connection and not walls with your children. So, We talked about this in our episode with uh, Dr. Vanessa Lapointe, too. So much of parenting requires us to look inside of ourselves and at our own stuff and do, do our own internal work so that we can effectively meet the needs and support the humans that are right in front of us.
0: Yeah. Yes. I really admire the work that he's done with adoptees and foster children, and it applies to all of us. It does. Yeah.
1: One of my favorite quotes from that episode was, we've got to slow down and look at our own internal reactions. Judgment of what we're feeling becomes the problem. When you observe the feeling, the feeling can change.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. Think about those feelings and that will affect your response. Thank you, Brian, for all the work you do in the world. Yes. Yes. I chose Charlie Capen Ah. episode. That felt like the Wild Wild West adventure because he didn't have electricity. And so, yeah, so we had some laughs at the beginning. If you'll remember, California was having rolling blackouts because of the power company. And we just happened to catch him on a rolling blackout day. But what I loved about this episode was the depth that Charlie has given to contemplating and observing and living and feeling his role as a father. And as you know, one of my questions continues to be this place where our dads are at a crossroads and how do we expect our dads to parent in a way that we want them to, and yet they didn't have the role model they didn't mm-hmm. have that parent and and again it's that whole place of looking inward and and but also realizing that some dads don't have the default to fall back on of good parenting of healthy parenting and so i just loved the conversation with charlie talking about the experience of dads and also his place of how important humor is and How he thought he really knew how to be a good parent until he became a parent, which I think we've all experienced that. And also, and I think this is so important and we can't say it enough, is recognizing how moms interfere with how dads parent.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's an important conversation and something to keep in mind. And I have to tell you, Janet, one of the things that I love about you is that you frequently do bring the conversation back to and around to, you know, what about the dads and where do dads fit into this conversation? They are a hugely important part of the equation. All of the science shows that dads are extremely important to boys' development. And that applies whether the father is present or not in the picture. Mm Mm-hmm. The father is a major effect on his sons and his daughters, but we're talking about boys today.
0: Yeah. Well, and we know from our interview way back with Dr. Warren Farrell of the boy crisis, he's done a lot of work and research around the impact that dads have. And I mean, he's looked at academic test scores and how kids are in school. And there is a correlation between whether there is a dad present or not. This doesn't mean single moms, stop it. Don't go there. Don't go down that road. If, if you're a single mom, it's okay. But just to recognize that, when we can build up our dads, when we can honor and recognize that they're doing the best they can with what they have and what they know and how they are designed, it will make us all better parents and better people and will raise up our kids in a better way when we can acknowledge that. And maybe I come to this because I'm guilty for when my kids were little, you know, of like thinking that I could do everything better than their dad could. And I now with hindsight can look back and go, wow, I diminished who he was and how he chose to parent because I thought my way was the right way. And it wasn't, it was a way.
1: I did a fair amount of that too.
0: Yeah.
1: And this is what I learned through my divorce, the boy's dad is still very involved in their lives. You know this, but our listeners might not, you know, we, we co-parent, they share, share time and split time at each house. What going through that process taught me and talking to people like Warren Farrell and reading dad doesn't have to be perfect. Dad doesn't have to do something the way I would. Dad doesn't even have to think that the thing that I think is the most important is the most important. Dad just has to be there, be there. Obviously, if there's somebody who is abusive to your child or struggling, you know, with addiction that allows them, inhibits their ability to be there for your child, that is a different thing. Safety has to come first. But in most cases, it's okay to let dad, dad
0: his own way. Absolutely. And what I know in my case with my, you know, I have the the gift of years to affirm that, they my daughters are in their 30s now and they have a great relationship with their dad. Does it look like the relationship they have with me? No. I talk to them every other day or so. They might talk to their dad every six weeks or so, but they still go camping together and they're still you know they still are very connected to him, but it's different. And
1: because you're different people
0: absolutely and it's so okay
1: so looking into 2020 what are your hopes what are your hopes for our podcast what are your hopes for our listeners and if you care to make any predictions as to uh, what you think is going to happen in boy world
0: go for it well it's a new decade which yeah, is, it is so awesome to think about. A whole new decade. And at the beginning of this decade, there wasn't even podcasting, Jen. Oh, wow. You're right. I was doing individual interviews with wise experts, which is how you and I got connected. Notice and she then, called
1: me a wise expert.
0: I know. Did you hear that? I, I did. It. I said it because it's true with capitals. Thank you. Wise expert so who knows where the technology is going to go in, in in the next decade around just this form of sharing with our listeners I love it for our boys and for our parents of boys and those who care about boys my hope is that we can take all of these glimmers that we've seen that we've talked about in the podcast this year with all of these various experts and parents and that it grows and amplifies and we can really solidify this idea that every person has value. Every person, boy, girl, non-binary, is exactly perfect the way they are. And you know, I mean I'll I'll go into Can we just have some peace on earth and all that stuff too?
1: Not asking for much, are you? No. But you know, I do see a lot of hope on the horizon. This technology, podcasting, the internet, which has just grown tremendously in this past decade, and we'll go who knows where in the next one, has allowed us to connect and share information and start movements in ways that were not possible before. Sassy Harvey and my boy can, that's taking off. People like us and people raising boys are able to find one another and can much more quickly figure out solutions and ways to move forward. And so I'm encouraged by the fact that over the last year or two, there's been much more conversations about boys and what they need at the national and international levels. And I really do see that continuing to grow in the next year and decade. I hope I'm right about that.
0: I think you are. Jen, I have to say- Oh, you guys, we're cry. not even going to get through this. <laughs> I'm going to cry again. I just adore you. And I love our conversations every week. We get on Zoom in our various states of pajamas and yep. hair. Today- you guys
1: can't see us, but today is very much a sweatshirt and messy hair and who thought about showering kind of day.
0: So connecting with you and also recognizing that we are connecting with all of those listeners out there and you know we'd love to just have one big party with all of you.
1: I think that's my biggest goal for the year ahead is to continue that connection and if any of you have suggestions for people that you think would be great for us to talk to or topics that we haven't gone into yet, please go to the website, leave us a comment because we really value your feedback and want this to be useful for you as well. And if you don't know, it's on-boys-podcast.com. And, and you, you can, can connect us with there.
0: us in our Facebook groups yep. and Jen's all over Twitter and Instagram, and again, check out the Building Boys Bulletin and the Boys Alive Clubhouse, and we just look forward to continuing the conversation into the new decade. We'll see you in 2020.
1: Thanks for joining us. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men.